Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I got another exciting interview for you today. In, I'm on the line today with none other than the amazing Pauline Stockhausen from paulinestockhausen.com who is passionate about everything social media. She is a leader in online communities and spends her days building communities for businesses. With nearly 20 years experience in the online space, she has not only established an influential social media profile on her own right, but has helped many other New Zealanders do the same. I brought her on here to talk about how to use Facebook groups to build a massive audience. Facebook groups are powerful for building an online community, and I couldn't think of anyone better to learn from on this topic. So Facebook groups, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Pauline, how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh man, I am so excited to have you on here. So I've been—I feel like I've been trying to get you on here for 16 years out of the 20 years that you've been <laughs> doing this online stuff. Maybe it's only a few months, but I'm just glad yeah. that we're able to connect. And I know that you're going to share a ton of value um, because we met at Social Media Marketing World. And, yes, we did. And this yeah. was back in April of this year. And after yeah. Social Media Marketing World, we, we, we were at this cafe and we were having conversations, talking about the event. And somehow we got on the topic of Facebook groups. And you were telling us about some of the things that you were doing with Facebook groups. And it was actually different from anything that I'd heard up to this point. So can you just give us an idea of what you do when it comes to Facebook groups specifically? Um, well, I love to like build community. So I just was really interested at social media marketing world, the fact that no one was talking about Facebook groups and people don't realize how powerful they are to, to bring people together and engage and chat with them inside a closed community. And that's sort of what I've been playing with for the last seven years. And it's really a powerful tool. And what really struck me were the two social media marketing worlds I went to. No one was talking about groups and I felt like I was the only one, you know, like, <laughs> it's like, hello, am I wrong? You know, am I the only one? Do, do you guys not realize actually how powerful they are? And that's how we were talking. You know, we were talking about that at the cafe where they had terrible coffee. <laughs> yes, and, it um, was. Yeah. We can't compare it. From what I understand, we can't compare it to what you guys have over in New Zealand. No, no, no. Yeah, that's always a struggle when we come over from Australia and New Zealand to find really good coffee. So it's one of the things we um we put up with so we can experience social media marketing. World, so I'm I'm know? curious, how many how many Facebook groups do you run right now? 
Um, I have about uh, 14, but I used to have about uh, 30 that I um, was sole admin to. But now I assist admins a lot more. So I've taken uh, a step back from being the admin and then I assist the admins. And then uh, so I have groups where I'm talking and teaching the admins how to admin their groups as well. So So how how many of these groups are groups that you own? Uh, about, well, I own pretty 45 of them, but I'm not sitting on as admin. Oh, but wow. yeah, the ones that I, uh, admin and, and, and control the message and look after everything, probably about 14. Okay. So. Okay, cool. So, uh, what, what basic, what your big, how many people, I, I have so many questions. They're like trying to come <laughs> up, but how many people would you say that your Facebook groups, uh, reach? So um, I just actually did um, a tally because I have to use it for PR and I have 500,000, 500, about 500,000 people sitting in my groups. So that's the reach there. Um, and then that doesn't include obviously the pages I manage as well. So, but within the groups, about 500,000. It sounded as if you said 500,000. So I just want to, I just, yeah. so I, you know, my ears may be a little rusty or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Did you say 500,000? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and your largest group has about how many members? Uh, 23,000. 23,000. So within within yeah. all of them, about 500,000. Now, is there kind of a, a general theme that you have these groups about? Um, yeah, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. So they're all different. Um, some are location-based. So some of the work I do with communities, so like the New Zealand page, the Auckland page, the North Shore page. So those are location uh, group groups. Uh, groups and then there's um topics so a lot of the topic groups are things like um one of our most popular is um you know comic con armageddon you know that's got a Ah. popular group and uh business international business groups um women's groups so depending on uh yeah so it's all different it's varied so we're we're on Blab Live recording this, and there are people wondering. You know, Tara Nado Network is asking. She she he. Uh, you only have two arms. Where are the rest of your arms to manage all of this? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and 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 Jamie is wondering if there are more hours in the day in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's incredibly full on. So. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about the the power of Facebook groups. I mean, why Facebook groups? Can you give me any example of? What having these Facebook groups have done for you or for your business or for something? Yeah. So, I mean, in the beginning, when I started to build the communities, I didn't actually realize how powerful they were and still, until I started to use them. And probably the biggest example I can give is using a location group for um, a campaign, like a political campaign. So, um, I play a little bit in the political world. Okay. And uh, for like in New Zealand, we have Auckland Council and they have councillors trying to get in and get reelected. Uh-huh. So what I did was use one particular group within that location group to make sure that person was being heard, listening to the people within the community so that when it came to election time, because, you know, social media is a long game. It's not yeah. a short game. It's not like, three months out to the election, let's quickly get on social media and get our name out because people see through that. 
So we play a longer game and, you know, had his name and got him involved into the communities, talking and engaging and asking questions. And that was really powerful and he got into council. So. Wow. Okay. So I, I, I want to rewind now. I want to go back to the beginning. How in the world did you get into Facebook groups? Like, yeah. So where did it start for you? Um, well, I'm really, really, as I said, really community orientated. Mm-hmm. Um, I work part time at uh, a local newspaper um, in our area, mm-hmm. and we, I started up the the a group within our area and tried to connect community groups and people together. Anything that was going on in our area that we needed to know about. So that's how I sort of started and grew that group too. Um, I think it's got 17,000 of the community in there now. And that's how it started because I love my community and I wanted to showcase all the great things that we had, um, showcase the businesses, you know, who they were. So people got to know who was behind the the counter in the local business. Okay, so, so that's how I got started. Okay, and and what what community was this? I mean, obviously it's in New Zealand. Yeah, um, it's I, yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah, it's called Hibiscus Coast. So I live up on just out of Auckland. We're part of Auckland, but slightly out on the coast called right. Hibiscus Coast. So you live there. You love there. You're very much into the community. You said I'm going to yeah. start a Facebook group for this community um, as part of the job that you were working at the time. Uh, yeah, it was more, um, yeah, no, yeah, it, I didn't start it in the beginning. Someone else did, but then I took over as admin because I could see the potential of what we could do with it. But yeah, he started it because he was really, uh, wanted people to engage and chat. So I just admined and learned everything. That was my apprenticeship, really learning how to deal with people who conflicted and, uh, you know, the fights that you would have in community. And <laughs> no, not that. in communities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was my learning, you know, understanding different types of people, you know, political and uh, just watching the communication that everyone was having. And that actually made me understand how people engage and that helped me to take the next step later. Okay. So you started with this one group and you started working on that, learning a little bit about how to engage in the community and how to grow that. And you grew it to, I think you said 17,000 people. Um, At some point you, you, you said, you know what, this is so awesome. Maybe, maybe this is what you said. This is so awesome. I need 40 something of them. Uh, How did you get from one to the two and then beyond that? What, what led you in that direction? Well, yeah, it was a bit of a slow process. I didn't like wake up and go, <laughs> let's start 40. I sort of thought, okay, well, this works for this group. I wonder if it'll work for, you know, Auckland. And then I wonder if it'll work for New Zealand, you know, New Zealand as a whole, would that work? And uh, just finding out different things of sort of what I was doing and what I was interested in. I, I definitely learned I can't do a group if I'm not passionate about it mm. because I can't you know, you just can't get over the line when you're just, you know, not as passionate about the subject that you're talking about. So so these were mostly location-based groups that you were starting, at least in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning, it was location-based. Okay. Yeah. And then how did it evolve from there from being a location-based to something else? I mean, other types of groups? So um, Pretty much with the transition of my business, then I realized business people needed a place to Mm. learn and engage. So that's how my business group started up. And, uh, yeah, 
and then other things I was doing. And then my company started to get hired to build communities for brands. So we we did that as well, where we had uh, people engaging in groups who were really passionate about the topic. So that's how that um, eventuated as well. And when you say your company, are you talking about a company that you work for or the company that you started? Yeah, no, my my business. Okay. Yeah, that okay. I started. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're 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 learning about these groups. You're building multiple groups. You're you're starting to work with other businesses that need help in in growing their groups and their communities and so on. Obviously, you're very much invested in this whole community concept. Now, I want to actually dissect. What it takes, number one, what it takes to grow a group like this, what it takes to engage a group like this, and and how do you leverage that for other opportunities or for bigger things? Or and since, you know, a big thing that I talk about is for is blogging, how do you leverage that when you have a blog and how do you use that to maybe get more traffic to your blog and so on? So that's kind of the, the general idea of the things that I want to talk about. So first, let's talk about growing the group is that a good place yeah. to start in your in your opinion yeah okay so yeah. Let, let's talk about growing a group how do i as someone that's starting a facebook group what do i need to be thinking about if i want this group to to grow to seventeen thousand and ultimately you know multiple groups if that's the case to five hundred thousand? how where yeah. do i start so i think everyone should start with their who you know, who are you trying to attract into the group? Because once you figure that out, that helps you. Everyone talks about avatars. Now, you know, I fought the avatar thing for so long, but the moment I actually decided, okay, well, everyone else is doing it, I'll just do it. The moment I did that, actually my groups jumped massively because um, I was talking to the people I wanted to attract. So definitely finding out the type of people you want in the group. Um, and then the other thing you really have to do, I mean, groups are a lot of work. It's like your business page. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. It's not just putting out content because you've got to put something out. You've actually got to think and strategize a bit more about it. So your content is really important and how to keep those people engaged and make sure that the new stream is constantly changing, you know, because people, if they pop in and there's nothing changed from yesterday, you know, it just feels like the group is dormant. So you've got to keep, you know, that conversation going and keep keeping people engaged. And that's really hard. And people don't realize um, groups can be a lot more hard work than just a Facebook page. Okay. So the first thing you, well, the first thing you recommend for people to do is really define who is my ideal target person, who is my yeah. ideal, my a- avatar. Because yeah. then in the content that you're posting in those groups, you're going to be speaking directly to them and that's going to attract more of the same type of person. Yep. Okay, that's sweet. Right. And now you say it's a lot of work. You got to be strat- strategic about it yep. and the content is very important. You want it yep. to be constantly changing. Now, what does that mean? Am I posting every hour? Am I posting once a day? Am I posting once a week? What? How, how do we deal with frequency? So um, depending on how many people in the group, when you're starting a group and you've only got 20 or 30 people, and you're the only one posting, it's basically encouraging them to post as well because the group is everyone putting content in so that everyone else can see. So um, posting daily, sometimes a few times a day, depending on what you're talking about, like 
with location groups, it's a lot easier because you can talk about different things in locations. I mean, with business group, for a business group, you know, giving um, content that's really going to empower the people in the group or help them to grow in their business. So once or twice a day is really good. But it's actually the power of the group is the engagement. It's the conversation that everyone has together jumping in. So lots of questions. Uh, they work really well. And um, getting to know everyone in the group, you know, and taking your relationship in the group outside of the group is really pivotal. Okay, wait, wait, wait. The, the, you, you said so many things there, and I want to I, I want to unpack them because there's so much good stuff right there. Okay, so first thing okay. you say, you you, you definitely want to be posting daily and sometimes a few times a day, especially in the beginning. But you said you have to encourage them to post. How do you encourage group members to post? Yeah, that's really hard, and um, it's. So what I personally do is I private message everyone who joins my group mm. and give them a rundown of what this group is and what this group isn't and what I would love to see from them. So you you learn early on when you can see people engaging who has uh, good content. So I would touch base with them and say, hey, I loved you know that blog post from you. Look, could you please share it to our members mm. in the group? You know, so it's building that relationship with the people within your group and giving them permission, the right ways to post and the wrong ways to post. Mm. So I'm really, you know, now there's a real faith in the last eight months, groups have suddenly people are starting to click on. Oh, okay. These groups are pretty good, but what they're doing is just dumping content in and you can see them. You know, you look at your feed and it's like this person has posted, (laughs) you know, you know, I really try to encourage our members, don't do that. You know, try different ways of, you know, getting your content out and engaging because when you dump in a group, no one no one reads it. No one clicks in because they don't have a relationship with you. Yeah, It's like build the relationship first and the trust and the loyalty and then they will click on your content. Okay, so I want to I wanna talk a little bit about this. Um, the, the thing you said, you, you private message everyone who joins the group. Now, yep. if someone joins the group, but they're not your friend and you send them a private message, from what I understand, that doesn't go into their inbox that they see. It goes into the other tab and yep. people hardly look there. How do you yep. deal with that? So, yeah, that's a difficulty. So, so the people who don't look at it, then when they're commenting or engaging, um, I will send them another message. Say, hey, I sent you a private message. Um, ah. Check it in your others folder and get back to me. So I keep track of who you can see now with Facebook who's read the messages and who hasn't. So I sort of keep track, you know. But obviously um, now my groups are bigger. I've got admins who can help me do that. But, yeah. All right. So I have a smaller group. Someone just joined that group. I'm excited that they joined that group. I send them a private message um, letting yeah. them know, hey, this is what we do in a group. This is what we don't do in a group. We'd love to have you participate and join in on the discussion. Um, yeah. And in many cases, they won't see that because it goes into their other box. But if they comment on the page, which is something that hopefully they'll do because they see a lot of activity happening, then you yeah. can reply to their comment and you can tag them in that reply reply so that they get that alert and let them know hey i did send you a message yeah yeah so and now and now facebook has changed as well like um they have um a message request so 
it notifies you that someone has sent a message request. So they're yeah. making changes there to make it easier. Yeah, I did say I did see that a few days ago. So that's that, yeah. that that's a great thing. Okay. I, I really like that. Now, you, you're talking about relationship and connecting with these people even outside yeah. the group. Are you actually becoming friends with them outside the group or do you try to keep that completely separate from what you're doing in these groups? Now, this is interesting because I used to step back and be, I'm an admin, you're over there, I'm over here. Uh-huh. But since the last social media marketing world, I had an interesting conversation um, with a girl from Canada and she said you know really to take your relationship to a next step you actually have to let these people in and get to know them more so I was like okay I'm going to give that a go and since I've done that it has made such a difference with the way I interact with people I know them on a deeper level Uh, some of them are connecting with my personal personal page and getting to really know me as a person and it's actually helped my business uh 10 times more so um yeah i mean the thing is social media is all relationships it's all communication and the once you realize that these are people you're talking to and the more you know about them and the more they know about you it actually furthers your game on every level personal business and whatever so i definitely think you should do it very interesting. And th- this is actually something that I've been thinking about over the last maybe two days. So this is a timely discussion. I have a private um, Facebook group for my coaching club, and I'm, I'm working on getting engagement in there. It's going very well, and I'm excited to see that. And I've been thinking about, hey, you know, these are people that are a part of my coaching club. Why not connect with them outside of what we're doing specifically inside of this group? Because that helps us strengthen the relationship even more. It deepens the connection. And the deeper that connection is, the more likely they are to interact inside the group, the more likely they are to do business with you in the future and so on. So I really, I like I, I like that concept. Now, with with your groups that are now significantly larger than they were before, and you have admins that are managing those groups, how do you deal with that? I mean, are the admins then sending them friend requests, or uh, yeah. how is that working? So, with for, with our more bigger groups, we have I have you know a core admin. Some my biggest one has six or seven admins. Oh wow! Great. So we have a group for admins. So we engage in the admins group, plan out our month, what we're going to do, the themes we're going to um, pull out, uh, we're, the direction of the group and how we're going to interact. And everyone has their own little jobs and uh-huh. we swap the jobs around. So um, one of the admins will be letting checking everyone's profile let, before letting them in and then doing the message, another admins on content. Um, so yeah, I divvy up the jobs so everyone's even, and then we change it up so everyone has time doing the jobs that possibly you don't like to do. You know? Oh, very interesting. Okay, so yeah, so it's more like a team, a team effort. It's not just one person. Gotcha. Okay, so another question: You just said that they check the profiles to see if they let them in. How do we yeah. make those, that determination? I mean, if, if someone asks to become a member of my group, should I think, oh, sweet, this is going to be another member? Or should I do some kind of a background check to see if yeah. this is the type of person that I want in my group? How do you guys approach that? It's, it's really difficult. So <laughs> it used to be a lot easier than it is now. But um, because we get a lot of spam accounts yeah. trying to come in uh, and we don't get it right every time. So 
generally we um, first off we check to see how many connections they have. So okay. if they're already connected to people in the group, um, that generally warrants them to get in. And it, not just one or two connections, but like seven or eight, you know, that higher number, because then you know that they're, they're a real person. Yeah. Um, then we check their profile. Um, I'll also check to see how long they've been on Facebook. So Facebook gives you a little notification and says this person has been on for, t- you know, so many years or – this account has um, only been on for, you know, 60 days. So if it's a new account, you pretty much know um, it's spam because, you know, Facebook's been around for so long, you know that, you know. Um, And then we look at their profile. So um, you can pretty much tell if it's a fake profile uh, with their name and the photos they use. And we check the photos if take their next step and sometimes check the photos in Google to see if it's been used every, anywhere else. Ah. Uh, so there's a few things you can do, but we don't get it right. Um, spammers are really clever. So sometimes we get it wrong. And, you know, usually the first thing they do is once they get into the group, they drop spam. So then we just kick them out straight away. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, so let's talk about this whole spam concept because this is something that goes back to the forum days. I remember I used to run a forum that we grew up to, I think, 30,000 members. And wow. one of the biggest issues we dealt with was spam. And yeah. it almost seemed at some points like it was a full-time job just dealing with spam. How do you yeah. guys deal with spam within your Facebook groups? Um, well, our members are pretty good. They will report it straight away. Um, most of the admins are on a lot of the time, so we can pick it up pretty quick. But it's a constant, um, yeah, every day, every hour. But thankfully, it's not too hard. Like if you take the time to screen your members in the beginning, yeah, then um, it, you don't seem to get spammed, you know. And, you know, uh, one of the other things that people do is uh, uh, they block you. Uh-huh. So... Uh, you can't, you know, it's all blacked out. So I don't let anyone into the group who's blocked admin. You know, it's sort of just a rule that we have. But if you do the work in the beginning, you can really reduce your spam down. And um, the members are really good. They like to keep the group clean and fresh. So if someone drops spam, they report it straight away. So all right, we so deal you, with it. you're very proactive in terms of the process that you use to let people into the group so that you're, you're, you're kind of filtering them beforehand so that the likelihood that they are spammers reduces significantly. Yeah. Okay, and, yeah. and, and when they do spam, um, what do you do in that case? Let's say I joined your group and I'm new to this whole Facebook thing and I see you have a, a Facebook group for people in New Zealand that's interested in business and I say, hey, I'm in New Zealand. I like business. I have a business. I'm going to go in there and share with you what my business is. Yeah. I may not know that spam. How do oh, you... no, that, that's not spam. Oh, no, okay. No, no. Well, whatever it is, yeah, go ahead. What what do you consider spam? um, You know, pornography stuff, content like that, uh, you know, driving people to uh, buy a product that is not real, you know, that type of spam. Not someone just actually um, has a business and just, you know, so if, if you did that, then it's just a little bit more of an education. Me saying, hey, Leslie, so glad that you're with the group. Um, you know, we did send you a message about the rules of the group, but check out on the side the rules. If you have any questions, please, you know, get in contact with me. I'd love to talk to you further about it. So that's what we do. 
Very cool. Okay, so there's a place that I probably should have started, but I just dove right into, hey, I want to grow my (laughs) Facebook group. Let's talk yeah. about some of the basics about of, of Facebook groups. Now, there are different types of Facebook groups. Can you explain to us what the different types are and which ones sh- I should be using in different situations? Um, yeah, I, they've really come in now to change things up, you know. Okay. Uh, so what you need to do is think of your long game first. What What's the point of the group? So a lot of people jump in and make the group straight away. And, and you know, I usually just stay within the community. I don't sort of get out of the community group So because actually I'm building the community. Uh-huh. So I don't use the other um, options at all, Not, really. But, I mean, do you use like a private group or a public group oh. or that, that kind of stuff? Yeah. So all our, we use closed groups. So we okay. close the group. Yeah. It's just to keep people's um, information private and to keep um, this, you know, stuff within the group instead of getting it out. But yeah, a lot of people have open groups and that's fine. But one of the things that the reasons why I closed the group is because a lot of the content was used for media. So if there was a conversation going on a lot of journalists would jump in and you know screenshot it and take it and it would get in the paper and stuff like that so we closed the group that way just to keep to you know control those sort of messages now is it not the case that when you don't close the group you have you post it as well when when it's not private um i'm i'm your friend you're in the group can i see what's in the uh, what's going on in that group in the news feed when you comment on something no when it's closed you can't okay. so it doesn't go into the newsfeed. When it's open, then it does. It goes into the newsfeed, and everyone can see it. So you don't so, see you don't see necessarily a benefit to having it open in terms of more visibility and other people seeing it, as opposed to the having it private or closed. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the type of group. You know, if you want to, yeah. um, you know. But I personally like it closed. I just think it gives exclusive to the members. So. And then obviously you have your private groups. Those are the ones where you definitely, it's, you know, you, you invite people in and it's by invitation only. So gotcha. those are the ones that, um, you know, I have a coaching group as well that is private. So, um, you know, by invites only, so no one else can see it. But the public ones are good as well. It, it depends on what you're What's trying your to purpose? do. And, and when I started, everything was open. I didn't close. and But then I made a decision, I think, uh maybe two years ago to start closing the groups and, you know, and a lot of my members respected that and liked it because all the information or what they're saying wasn't going on to their feeds. So their friends could see, mm-hmm. you know, so it was containing what they were talking about. So. Okay. So, yeah. so let's say now I decided I'm going to start a group. It's going to be a closed group. I'm, I'm nurturing this community. I'm building this community and I am setting up my page right now. Are there certain things I want to make sure to post in the group before I start advertising it? Because I, I, I noticed you said that, hey, the, the rules are over here to the right and so on. Yeah. What are the things that I need to be uh, keeping in mind when I am actually launching this group? Yeah, so definitely setting up the group correctly before you invite. I mean, the first thing you have to do is uh, invite someone into the group to make the group grow live. But, okay. you know, making up your your banner at the top, putting your rules in, thinking about your rules and how you want the group to be conducted. 
Um, I always do quite a few posts in the beginning of photos so that people can sort of see when they jump in, they can sort of scroll down and see the information that is acceptable to share. So I sort of do like 10 sort of posts in the beginning that, you know, can filter in, asking questions. Um, uh, one of the really good things is getting people to introduce themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a place where we have a post uh, in a lot of our groups uh, every few days or once a week where we're like share your group or share your Facebook page and so we can go check it out and get to know you better. So those are things that are really important as well. And then when sharing a new group, one of the things um, I do is obviously if my audience is on my Facebook page or within my business page, I'd share it on there and say, you know, hey, guys, I've set up a new group. This is if you are this, this, this or this this is a group for you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to get involved, pop over. Um, and we look forward to getting to know you better. So. And what are your thoughts on adding people to groups? I get oh. on a regular basis. I, like I unfriend people for this from time to time, yeah. but on a regular basis, I get someone that's very enthusiastic about their business, about their blog, about their life, about whatever it is, what they're eating for breakfast. So they start a group about it and they add me to this group. What are your thoughts there? Is there a correct way to do that? Just let me know because I'm frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely don't add anyone into your group without talking to them first or introduce or inviting them. I get added all the time and I, I see something come up and I'm like, what? How did I get in there? You know, so it's definitely don't do it at all. And it, it's kind of rude. It's it almost is. like you're, yeah, you're just, you know, letting someone, you know, invite, invite them into your house. You're like, just come over. You're not invited. Just get in here. <laughs> and, you know, and then the person's like, well, hang on a minute. How did I get here? <laughs> so, uh, if you want your friends to join the group, you know, send them a private message and say, Hey, Kelly, um, you know, I'd love for you to be in this group. You know, if you want to join, click the join button, you know, and just give them the option because it's it's never a good a good start if you've just been rudely shoved into a group you know that that's going to stay and your relationship with that person is probably just going to be yeah well you unfriend you know so and I do. so do I I I send them a message to say hey don't do that that's not okay so it's kind of like someone just opting you into their newsletter you didn't yeah. request to be added oh. I'm actually quite surprised that Facebook allows this to happen. Um, and it's yeah. just a built-in feature. They, they, quite frankly, they encourage it. And it, it turns me off every time. So if you're yeah. listening to this right now, I understand, you know, when I started in internet marketing and all this stuff, I did things that I probably shouldn't have done. But now, after listening to this, please do not do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask people if they would like to join. Give them the opportunity to do it. And then if they want to do it, great. If not, then anyhow. So how do you deal with then pinned posts? Do you have anything pinned to the top of your group for any particular reason? Yeah, yeah. Pinned post is, um, you know, the greatest asset there is in a group because you can get information out to everyone and it's there so everyone who jumps in can see see it so we have a schedule with with different groups and we schedule up what's going to be the pin post usually like for example in one of our photography groups we um, pin the latest theme 
to um, inspire and encourage our photographers to take photos um, around New Zealand. So that gets gets the content going in the business um, group. I use the pin post to um, maybe do a live chat. So we pin it at the top and ask a question or interview a particular member and then the live chat's underneath. So we use that to um, get people engaged. So there's a lot of different ways that you can use the pin posts and people are getting used to looking for the pin post. Like in our location group, we use the pin post for uh, events that are going on in the area um, or things that um, the community is coming together for or to sponsor or a show. So we use it for events. So the pin post is pretty it's pretty good. Okay, so use. so you mentioned there you could like for your photography group you have different themes that they're going to be engaging yeah. around um, and then you can have a live chat events any other things that maybe you do have because these ideas are so great. I'm I'm wondering if there are any more. Oh, I mean there's tons. I mean just, just give I us a, with, Yeah, just give us random ones. That, um competitions, I pin yeah. competitions that we're doing um what else? Uh, featuring a member, we pin a post if we're featuring a member of the month. Uh, someone who's won an award, we pin that. You know, there's so many things. Um, if your group is, if it's business, um, I'll pin uh, a giveaway. So, like, if I'm giving away something, I'll pin a giveaway for particular members. And if they want to um, uh, get in the draw, then they comment below. So there's so many things that you can use the pin post for. If you're selling a product, you can put it at the top as well. Now, how often do you want to be changing those pinned posts? Because I'll tell you what I do, and I'm starting to see that maybe what I'm doing is not the right way to, the best way to do it. I have my welcome video right there at the top, and I send yep. an email to my list, and I let them know, hey, go and check it out, watch the video that's right up there. Um, but now I'm seeing that it can be much more dynamic, and that can be a way of engaging my community. So how often are you trying to change these pinned posts? So we – it depends on – sometimes we do it daily, okay. but sometimes we definitely have a pin post. People recognize that there's going to be a pin post all the time. So um, – we're one particular group, we just change it once a week. And it is trial It is trial and error with your audience. You'll get to understand how they think. Everyone's different. So with a photography group, we can't change it out all the time. You know, they just want, they get sick of it. So it's once a week, that's the theme and, you know, or important information. With a location group, it can be changed daily, but not more than once. So if you're going to have one thing up there, have one thing for the whole day because you've got to realize that people in groups, they work. So they, they might not check their Facebook, you know, page for hours on end. So try to length it out for the whole day. All right. So um, when you start a group, there are a number of things you can post in the group. And one of the things you can do is upload files. And these are group files that everybody can have yep. access to them. Is that something that you use? And if so, how do you use that? Yeah, um, I use them more in my business groups. So we have a directory. So our members can write in the directory in the files. And that's, we don't, it's not really common. It's not really used as much. People don't understand how to use them. So it's more the okay. tech savvy people understand how to use them. So I spend a lot of time explaining where the files are and how to get there and what to do. But 
Um, for the business groups, I use it as a directory. Um, and then we have a recommendation file as well. So if you've had an experience with a business uh, within the group, um, you can do recommend them. So it's like a almost testimonial that I went and saw George from the printing company who's in this group and he was amazing. So that we do that sort of thing within those files. And and how do you draw attention to those files? Are you just posting every so often, hey, remember we have this file here that yeah. you can check out? Yeah, about once a month, we okay. I sort of do a reminder. Don't forget that this is here. It's a resource that you can use. But... Pretty much everyone in the group is more interested in engaging and chatting with yeah. the members within there. So, yeah. Okay, so I see Deb asked a question here. Should you have a Facebook page and a Facebook group? What are your thoughts there? Okay, so if you are in business, um, you definitely have to have a Facebook page. You can't do yeah. everything in the group. Uh, the group is if you want to build a community. Uh, your Facebook page is about, um, you know, getting your message out as your brand and Facebook groups aren't that searchable. It's really difficult to search a Facebook group. Some are really easy to find and some are really difficult to find. So you definitely don't want to just have a group. You want to have your business page. And then if your business um, supports a community or you want to build a community, you slingshot that into your um, part of your business plan. And what about if I am, like in my case, for example, I have a private group for a membership community that I have, my Become a Blogger coaching club. Are there certain things that I might want to consider doing different or is it pretty much the same concept when it comes to engaging my community, when it comes to running my Facebook group? What are your thoughts there? It depends on what your long-term strategy is. Okay. You know, what, what are you trying to achieve? Are you your coaching clients do you want to get more of those or do you want to build a solid foundation within those groups you so, know within so, those members so this is uh this is a membership site basically where i'm 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 using that just to foster community so that they feel connected so that they can get their questions answered help out other members in the community um yeah so yeah. are there certain things that i should be doing um that maybe i'm not doing i don't know well yeah, well, I'm not in your group. Yeah, so, you don't know what I'm doing. if I was going to give you any advice, I would definitely put in some uh, – one of the things that we do is we use a live stream platform that we drive our members to and we video conference together, um, eight members at a time. So they sign up and we live stream together and we have sort of like Blab, really. Hmm. Um, I'm probably going to implement Blab within my communities more and drive them off – to get that closer engagement because once people meet you on video, your connection is just so much stronger and they relate more in the group and they chat more and engage more. And it's like talking to friends because I've seen your face. I've seen your smile. I know the way you're talking and I understand you a little bit better from, do you know what I mean? It makes the deeper relationship. And since I've been doing the live streaming uh, within my business group, it has just made a world of good because they just see you, they understand you, and they're more connected. And, and it's easier to build that loyalty. And what platform are you using for that, just out of curiosity? Um, at the moment, I think it's called Zoom. Ah, yes. Okay, so I've I've seen that one. Um, I've heard about it at least. I've never used it personally. Oh, 
Or appear in. Oh, yeah. That's another good one. Yeah. So one of those. But um, I'm pretty much, I've just done my strategy for the next six, three months uh-huh. and it's Blab. It's going to be Blab. Really? So, Even for your paid membership yeah. group? Yep. Huh. Yeah. It's and going to how- be an open Blab. So I got it. Because then that's going to be, that's going to drive more traffic to seeing what I do, understanding, and then they might come on and be members as well. So. Awesome. Okay, so we've spoken about a lot. Did we miss anything? Yeah. There, is there anything that I didn't ask about that you're thinking to yourself, Leslie, you don't want to forget about X, Y, Z because this is so yeah. important for building Facebook groups. Anything? In Wait, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. I was oh. just looking. One of the things I'll give out is find those members within your group who have really good content and really engage with them and, uh, you know, give them permission to share their content. Because the more people within the group who are sharing good content, the the better your group's going to function. So they're not just seeing you all the time, you know, and there's all crickets, you know, like, it's only Pauline. <laughs> Awesome. Great tip. Okay. So you have, you have some stuff that's going on in your business and I want to know a little bit about what's going on. I know you have a, a, a workshop or a course coming up sometime soon. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I, um, I'm really busy at the moment with, um, the clients that I have and I have so many people asking me how to build their influence online or how, how I've done it. So I've, slingshot into a 12 um, week course and it's going to be online and it's going to be using um, appear and and live videos so it's called how to build your influence online it's 12 weeks but I'm only taking 20 students oh cool I only 20 and the reason why is because I want to be really hands-on so I want to do a social media um, audit at the beginning, see how they started, and then really guide them through week to week so that they get to the goals that they get at the end. So it starts on December the 1st. Okay. I am launching it next week. It's a small launch because I've already got five people already signed up. But So it'll go live next week, and then it'll close on the 1st of December, and then it'll start. So it's kind of exciting. It's the first time I've done an online course. So. Oh, cool. And if it's going live next week, when? Um, it goes live on Monday. Oh, okay. So, so by the time this is, by the time this is posted, it's going to be live and where can they go to find out about it? Yeah. So go to my website, paulinestockhausen.com and it'll be on the front page there. So you can sign in from there. Paulinestockhausen.com. Pauline, thank you so much for doing this today. Um, I know my audience got a ton of value from it. So you guys can head on over to paulinestockhausen.com. This is going to be episode number 239. So if you want to see uh, the show notes for this, all of the resources that were mentioned, all of the tips that are mentioned, we take detailed notes. And you can go to becomeablogger.com slash 239 to get all those resources and to get links to Pauline's site and all that good stuff. And hey, if you are trying to start a biz, a blog where you can create content, inspire others, and change the world while building your online business, you can go ahead and check out my free blogging course. But it's really easy for you to do it. All you got to do is pull out your smartphone right now and text the word blogging to 44222. 
That's easy enough, right? 44222. Text the word blogging to 44222, and then you can get access to those resources so that you can see how to build your business with a blog, how I've done it, how many others have done the same, and then you can go and take action. So that's pretty much it for this episode. I hope you got a ton of value from that and that you can rock your Facebook groups from now on. This is Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Eight 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 three five two four one four.